Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching teaching Podcast. Podcast. We're your hosts, Susan and Ellie. And this is a very special 100th episode. Somebody has the giggles. <laughs> All right, so I thought for the 100th episode, it'd be really fun to invite my daughter, Evie. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> and she's going to be the interviewer if she can control her giggles. So in celebration of the 100th episode, we're going to talk about the top 10 lessons I've had in teaching and podcasting. Okay, take it away, Abby. What is your favorite podcast episode? This one's a tough one. I have several favorites, but I think one of my top episodes would be number 68, when I got the chance to sit down and speak with Jamie Sears about her new book, How to Love Teaching Again. I've followed Jamie for years, and I've even purchased items from her TPT store, The Not-So-Wimpy Teacher, so I was a little bit starstruck when I began speaking with her, but it was such a fun episode to record, and I really appreciated getting to speak with Jamie and help share her message to combat teacher burnout, which is such an important, I guess, lesson for many of us right now in teaching because it's very hard to keep wanting to continue with everything that's going on in the classrooms. And I'm going to link that to the show notes so you can go ahead and listen to that episode if you haven't done it before. What have you learned about yourself through this podcast? I think I've learned a lot of things, but through starting this podcast, I've learned it takes a lot more hard work to keep it going than I originally thought. I kind of thought, hey, I love to talk, talking, recording, easy. I started the Share Teaching podcast during COVID. And I believed it was going to be a lot easier than keeping up with the regular blog, but I was wrong because I hadn't factored in the recording and the editing process. I also didn't really think in the beginning how to make a blog and a podcast flow together, and I ended up just merging them into one. But in the beginning, I was trying to do both every week, and that was a little bit insane. What is your favorite topic to teach? All right, now if you're a regular listener, you're already going to know the answer to this because I talk a lot about it, but I love, love, love talking about writing, and I love to teach writing. So those are kind of my favorite topics is anything to do with writing. Since I was a little girl, probably about Evie's age, I've enjoyed writing stories, and it was an easy transition for me to kind of bring that into the classroom. I don't think I'd love to teach writing as much as I do if I hadn't been obsessed as a young girl learning all about the craft of writing. I was a regular subscriber, yes, this is very nerdy, to Writer's Digest for many, many years, and I still have a collection of my favorite of these magazines. There's really a lot that goes into writing well, 
and it's not easy to be able to help um, help students learn to write. So I credit reading these articles to really show me the process of how to do that. All right, next question. Wait, what is your favorite TPT product you have made? I would say that my favorite TPT product would have to be my sight word spelling program. It's not really a big seller, but I've used it in my own classroom for many years to easily differentiate sight words for my students. The sight word spelling program was the response to a big problem I had in my own first grade classroom, and I noticed all my students were really at different stages with their sight words, and it seemed pointless to teach the same weekly words to the class when many were not needing these groups of words. I kept asking myself, how can I make this easier? And the answer to that became pre-recording the spelling tests and assigning specific groups of words to the students that needed them. This product actually took me an embarrassing amount of hours and a couple of years, because I didn't work on it consistently, to kind of put it all together for sale, and now I'm really quite fond of it, probably because I did invest so much time and effort into it, so that has to be one of my favorites. What does podcasting help you with your teaching? Hmm, I would say being a podcaster helps me to look at teaching through the lens of hundreds of other educators. Most of the time, teachers have the same complaints or struggles with teaching, and every year there are common themes. I know Evie knows this from hearing me talk to my teacher friends, because we're always talking about the same things all the time. So for instance, parent-teacher conferences are coming up really soon, so I just released episode 99, which is on how I structure my student-led conferences. Again, anything I mention will be listed in the show notes, so you can find them very easily if you want to give them a listen. I use what's happening in schools and in my own classroom to decide on the topics for my podcasting, which is the nice thing about still teaching and doing this on the side. And I also like to really reflect on what has worked well for me in teaching so that I can share that with my listeners. I think teaching helps me more with podcasting than podcasting helps me with teaching, if that makes sense. What is your most important lesson about teaching? Well, since having you, (laughs) my viewpoint about teaching has shifted. Before children, I thought more about the content I was teaching and hitting the standards. And although this is incredibly important in the bulk of our jobs as teachers, for me now, it's about the relationships. When you have strong relationships with your colleagues and in your classroom among your students, it makes a huge difference in your outlook. Some of my best and fondest teaching moments were when I worked in a school where everyone just enjoyed being there. We enjoyed spending time with each other, and we were not only colleagues, but we were friends. My daughter has really shown me how much relationships matter from a student's point of view. When she doesn't feel heard or accepted, she doesn't enjoy going to school, and her attitude really changes, and it's reflected in her schoolwork. What has surprised you the most about podcasting? I think how much I've enjoyed interviewing guests has been the most surprising to me. When I first graduated high school, I wanted to enter broadcast journalism, but then I quickly switched my major early on, and I feel podcasting has kind of brought me back to the parts about journalism that really appealed to me in my younger age. I've also really enjoyed meeting new people, and I love hearing from other people's perspectives. When it's a topic I really enjoy, then the conversation is also enjoyable, and I can't wait to see what guests will have in the future. 
What has surprised you the most about teaching? Starting into my 15th year of teaching, I'm surprised with how it is getting more and more challenging each year. When I student taught, I remember my mentor teacher knowing exactly what she was teaching for the entire year and having all her photocopies for the year already done at the beginning of the school year. She would just open up this cabinet and it was just stacks of photocopies and she would just tell me to go look for the week's lessons. I, at the time, thought that was amazing, but now I kind of realize that it kind of gave students a disadvantage. Now, it also really gave me a false reality about what teaching should look like after being in teaching so many years. Almost every year I have taught, part of the curriculum has changed some way. I've changed districts and schools, which also meant there were always adjustments, and changes at these levels really make it impossible to keep things consistent within your classroom. So I can't do things like my mentor teacher did because everything is always changing. So of course we want to adapt lessons for students' levels, and it's not good practice to keep things the same year after year, but I never really realized that the workload would increase the way it has. There's far more demands now than there were in my first few years of teaching. What lessons did teaching abroad teach you? There are many lessons I learned being abroad that I would have to have probably an hour-long episode or more just answer. I think the main things I learned about teaching abroad weren't really about teaching, but they were actually more about the people. One of the surprising lessons I learned was how much bias there is towards the Middle East. I kind of intellectually knew that, especially in the years past 9-11, but experiencing it was a whole different level. There's this huge disconnect in how many Middle Easterns love America and want to learn about our culture versus what I was approached with when I came back to the States for visits. And I was just bombarded by all these questions concerning, you know, the people there and my safety. And they actually thought that it was very unsafe for me. They were really worried for me. And the truth is, it was actually safer there than it is in my own country, the United States, which is crazy to say, but they're so warm and welcoming and They really take safety for all of their citizens and all of their expats living there the same. Now, living there for many years also taught me a lot about other countries and how similar we all are at heart. I loved having the opportunity to travel to many countries, and this is the lesson that kept coming back to me with every new country I discovered. What is the biggest lesson learned about teaching and podcasting? So I think the biggest lesson I've learned in these 100 episodes is that I am not too small of a business to have a successful podcast. Sometimes it's really easy for me to start comparing myself to other podcasters in the education space and look at their Instagram follower numbers, dream about getting the same number of downloads they do. But after 100 episodes and getting very close now to 10,000 downloads, I have learned that what I have to say is actually resonating with other people. Getting an email or a review on my podcast is such a great reminder that there are other teachers out there that are enjoying what I have to say. Best of all, this podcast is helping those teachers and ultimately their students Then I can reach in my own classroom. So I want to thank you so much for being a listener, and I can't wait to see what the next 100 episodes brings. 
Before we go, I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you so much to my daughter for joining me and interviewing me for this very special milestone episode. Thank you so much for all of you who have been here with me through all these episodes over the past couple of years. I really am truly thankful and honored to have you part of my listening community. And I would also like to dedicate this episode to my mother who passed last month from Alzheimer's. May you rest in peace. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Okay, moving on. <laughs> what is your...